Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA Choice Boneless Beef Top Sirloin Steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for You app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Hello, this is Karim Nirani from uh, Link2, the Chief Strategy Officer at Link2, speaking to you today from Grit Daily House, South by Southwest in Austin. Really excited today to have... Decentralized Pictures, Leo and Michael here to join us talking about everything DeFi, decentralized, and community engagement. Um, Thank you. Leo, Mike. Thank you for having us. Um, My name's Leo. I'm the CEO and founder, one of co-founder of Decentralized Pictures. Uh, Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm Mike Masante. I'm head of production at American Zoetrope uh, and also a co-founder of Decentralized Pictures. Welcome, welcome. I hope this weather is not too bad for you today. I know we had to change a bunch of things just because of this crazy wind and uh, potential rain. Uh, but I'm really happy that you're joining us here today in the podcast. And looking at what you do with decentralized pictures, let's talk a little bit about how you're using blockchain cryptocurrencies to change this industry uh, for the creator economy. Sure. Um, so every interaction in our application at this point is recorded on our blockchain and you know it's it's very important for us to uh have that data be immutable and and you know auditable by anyone in the world who wants to do so uh for transparency purposes really because we are you know financing films there's just a lot of money on the line and and we want to be able to prove fairness so the first reason is is fairness um we we want these these uh film credits that people are using to participate in this platform um, to, you know, be useful and have value to the people that are using them. So rareness is important as well. If we're using a database, you could essentially change an entry in the database and create new tokens as, as you saw fit. So we can record and prove the rareness of the token. Um, and the last thing I'll just, I'll just mention efficiency in, in the traditional financial, um, system, you can, you know, transfer money. You can use things like PayPal or Stripe, but, uh, there, there are minimums and it's, it's not quite so efficient to do so as say a smart contract holding a a sum of value that can dynamically pay out to thousands of people for very low cost. So the efficiency is, is one of the main reasons we're using blockchain as well. Thank you, Leo. Uh, before, and you've got into a lot of the descriptive of the backend technologies that you're probably going to use for decentralized. Uh, but Michael, before we dive more into those specifics, let's talk about the industry in general so that the mm-hmm. folks who are not familiar with some of the challenges that happen today in the entertainment business. If you'd give us a broader picture of what that industry looks like, some of the challenges that exist then we can go into the solutions that you've tried to create to change this 
um, specifically. And uh, it's it's great that you're a five hundred one three three organization and yep. and why that matters today. Yeah, yeah. So the the Hollywood industry <clears throat> it's very successful and and uh, you know it does does things very well. Um, but there's a natural inertia towards towards risk aversion and to do things that are very safe. Uh, to pick known talent, known intellectual property, uh, you know, reboots, uh, you know, Marvel movies. While I love Marvel movies, um, you know, it, it, they're, they're, they're basing it on IP and talent, uh, actors with names, directors, writers with names, um, you know, basing it on a novel that's been very successful, like Harry Potter, which is again, very, very successful, but it has a tendency to, to limit the possibility for, new talent to come in for new great ideas that, that are innovative, that are different, fresh, um, and new. And, and so it's very difficult for, for very talented filmmakers to break in. Also Hollywood is, is very centralized. Uh, and, uh, the decision makers, the buyers, the, the studios, the independent financiers who make the decisions about what to finance, they're very inherently are centralized. So they're centralized, they're risk averse, makes it very difficult to break through. Decentralized pictures, it decentralizes that decision-making process. And instead of a boardroom of executives and, and people inside sort of the Hollywood clique making those decisions, it's the community. Uh, it's people who will buy the ticket in the movie theater, who will click to stream, who, who love films anywhere in the world. Uh, and through our incentivization with the use of our token, our very unique use case for blockchain, we can draw those opinions, put the, you know, put them together, analyze them and, and find great talent that already has a constituency. People are already saying they love before any money's been spent on it. And that's, so that's, that's what it's about. It's about finding great talent and great content and through, through our consensus protocol. So Leo, if we look at what Michael just said, do you think then the advent of blockchain technologies has allowed you to do this more efficiently or was this industry going in that direction with or without the technology? Well, um, yes, we, I think it will help to make, you know, outsourcing review to the world easier or, you know, incentivized and, and, and a thing that is possible. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, uh, there, there was a, a growing concern with uh, centralization in Hollywood. You know, no companies, major companies really take unsolicited material. So for someone who's an unknown filmmaker who doesn't have a manager or an agent, but they're a very talented writer, let's say, uh, how do they get in? You know, they have to probably win a, a screenwriting contest before people start looking at them seriously. And then once someone hopefully starts to represent them, they could start getting some meetings around town. What we're trying to do uh, and why I think, well, we hope it will be, you know, a popular thing that people can showcase their talents um, is essentially solve the drinking from a fire hose problem where if someone, if one of these companies were to open up their doors and, you know, accept unsolicited materials, they would get such inflow that they couldn't read it all and review it all. We intend to solve that by outsourcing all of that to the world and paying them to do it. So the submitters of those, you know, scripts, projects that they want financing for or support for, they actually 
pay to submit that. And that payment does not go to the foundation. It goes into a smart contract that pays out the world for essentially telling them if they like it or not. And through that process, um, the best talent and the best content will hopefully be discovered. And, and if I can add one thing to that, as you mentioned, we're a 501c3 and, and a big part of our mission is to support filmmakers and artists from underserved and underrepresented communities uh, in the U.S. and all over the world. And obviously there's been an, a growing awareness um, that's long overdue um, about the inequity uh, in, in ta- you know, talent and, and success in Hollywood. Um, the, the number of male directors who get theatrical films vastly outweighs female directors. Uh, you know, there, there hasn't been the diversity in front of the screen, in front of the camera and behind the camera that there ought to be. And a big part of our mission is we are designating a significant portion of our financing awards for artists from underserved and unrepresented communities. So there has been a trend to try to rectify that. But again, these, these sort of the centralization and sort of the, just the systemic kind of, um, you know, inertia to stay, you know, that, that exists and to stick with the status quo uh, is a limitation. And our use case of blockchain can help to, to rectify that and can help to, to ameliorate that. What's interesting I noticed in the recent entertainment uh, journals is that the streaming houses such as Netflix, um, that's the one I'm familiar with, but there are, there are plenty more who are, are creating substantial amounts of funding for creators to create independent shows because there is this diversity of uh, viewership. Uh, they've put a, you know, I think the latest release was like $17 billion towards independent creators. Do you think that will be a challenge for, uh, for what you're doing? Uh, because, you know, they need to drive revenues and, and they're looking at this decentralization, excuse the pun, but decentralized pictures uh, through these corporate organizations. I, I would say that, you know, we want to partner with companies like that to create mm-hmm. awards on our platform and help them make the decisions on who gets that funding. Um, we're working with a number of companies in town and, and individual donors who are either donating money to the foundation to create awards dynamically. Um, you know, they can choose the eligibility criteria. They can choose the subject matter, um, the genre that they want the award to go towards. And anyone who's interested in submitting an idea to, to buy for that financing can do so. So, um, Sure. If Netflix is putting that much money towards independent filmmakers, who's making the decisions on which one of those filmmakers is actually getting the money? We feel like we can help them make that decision through our protocol. Yeah. And I would say if if the Netflixes and and Amazons and the studios are are wanting to do that, that's not a challenge for DCP. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's a great thing. Um, One, you know, it, we're all working towards a common goal, uh, in, in sort of rectifying and making, and making Hollywood more inclusive. But, you know, as Leo says, they can help, uh, help by f- creating financing awards, but also, you know, DCPs, what we, you know, what we do is provide the winning filmmaker in our, in our, uh, ward rounds wins the financing or partial financing for their film. Uh, but then they need to do the rest of the process of getting a film made and shot and, and distributed and DCP and its partnership network of studios and management companies and agencies in, in Hollywood 
will help the filmmaker to do that. But at, at the end of the day, you know, the filmmaker still needs to, needs to sell the film to a distributor. And if they've got a, you know, they've got a pool of money to buy films, buy content, we can be a supplier of content. So this is a pretty interesting. So when you look at some of the challenges in the creator economy, it's always been recognition of what they do, how they do it and what the fan base they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see some evolution in creation of particular coins that shows the veracity of these creators through the, um, the culture, the community that they drive towards the coin. Is that part of the plan? Sorry, I'm not quite sure what the question is there. Can you, one more time? As an example, if you look at a coin such as Shibu Inu or Dogecoin, you know, those are mm-hmm. worth almost nothing in dollar terms, but they have in, its, in itself, but if the number of fans that they have around those particular coins shows the world around them that there is uh, a number of followers who are willing to support a particular incentive or a particular activity. So the question about DCP is, and a fan model creation of a coin, have you see, have you looked at that as an opportunity to drive, um, uh, drive eyeballs towards a particular producer or creator? <clears throat> well, um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the use case is for, for Dogecoin other than, you know, transactions from peer to peer. But uh, with us, with, with, decentralized picture someone who's uploading a project they can absolutely build a fan base um they can take part of their ip whether it's a character sketch of say the villain or a monster in their film they can generate an nft out of it and they could auction that off to to fans or you know people who wanted to contribute to their bounty um that's available for people that review their project um they could offer that as well for bounty contributions as well as other things you know credit in the end titles or what have you. Um, but I, I think that, you know, people will, well, we hope people will, you know, galvanize a community around what we're trying to do here. And that is, you know, promote the cinematic arts. Um, and that, that's really what our 501c3 mission statement is, is to discover new talent and, uh, you know, curate great content and promote the arts. So, Anyone who sees what we're doing has value, I think, would be supportive of that mission statement. And, uh, you know, to go back to what you said about Netflix, if they, you know, feel that, um, you know, they need to put a certain amount of money towards independent film, that's great. They're doing exactly what our mission statement is. You know, I don't, we don't see them as competitive. We feel like we could work with them and anyone in, you know, the world who is a fan of cryptocurrency they see our, our mission statement as something that they agree with. then I think we can, you know, slowly build the community that way as well. Great. The challenge in the creator economy has always been the recognition of royalties starting off and then ongoing. Mm-hmm. How are you with DCP handling that aspect of the creator economy and royalties? So after, after a film gets financed by decentralized pictures from, from that point on as the way it's currently designed, the, the filmmaking process is, is the conventional process. DCP is, is a financier is the financier or one of the financiers. Then the filmmaker has to go and shoot their movie and, and do post and, 
and get the deliverables ready and then sell it, go to festivals, sell it. And, and so everything from then on, there's a, you know, the waterfall, the payment of revenue and on all of those residuals that you're talking about. So the, the, so I guess to, the, I'm kind of roundabout answering your question by saying right now we're start, we're biting off a small piece of the industry and, uh, and starting with this focused use case. But with regard to residuals and waterfall, waterfall and distributions, revenue distributions from a film, we do see that there, you know, there is a, there's a lot of possibilities for using blockchain technology to make that process more fair. That's another use case. And, you know, once DCP is established and, and the underlying blockchain that uh, Leo and his development team have built is established, that can be another application for essentially putting those, those payment streams on the blockchain so that they're transparent. Uh, and, and so, every, you know, everyone can see how that, that money flow goes. The difficulty there and the reason why it, I think it'll take time and figuring out how to, how to uh, address that issue is you're dealing with a lot of industry incumbents. Uh, there's, a, there's a very, you know, very well-established means for doing that with collection account managers and things like that. So that, that's a big step and is, I think is something that's more down the road. I do think that that will be the biggest disruptor Absolutely. That was the first thing we thought of when we discovered Ethereum in 2015 or 16, I guess it was. Um, and, you know, we decided to start at the other end of the film life cycle because of that incumbent inertia Mike described. However, you know, we the, the film financing app that we've built is the first of our virtual studio, as we're calling it. And we absolutely intend to get to the other end of, of the film life cycle as well. So um, I, I think that there, there's a lot that like Mike said, needs to happen and, and it's going to start at the ticket purchase level, right? Because you have to actually collect the, the funds on and, and have those funds directly go right into the smart contract so that everything is on chain. Um, as soon as you have some middle person who's, you know, at a point of sale terminal, collecting that money before it goes on chain, um, it, it becomes problematic because it's not transparent. So I feel like ticket NFTs uh, are, are, in my mind, how we would solve that. Um, and then you get this great collectible. I mean, imagine you had opening night of Star Wars ticket stub still, and it was a digital NFT that, you know, you could have forever and, and, and own. And other people would probably want to buy it from you. Um, it would be this, this cool sought after thing. I think that um, that can happen. And, and those payments for the purchase of those, you know, state one redeemable purchased NFT state two is burned, but you still have this cool piece of art. Uh, I, I think that the, that's where I see the, the, the problem being solved and then everything else, you know, in a transparent way flows down to the creators. So NFTs, smart contracts, blockchain are all technologies and layers that you'll use to make this happen for you to recognize revenue, to recognize royalties, to recognize fans, uh, to get this industry up and moving for uh, enabling the creator economy to flourish and have the incentive to create wonderful content. Uh, I think I've summarized mm -hmm. what decentralized pictures is trying to do. Um, we've got a few minutes left, but 
What would be your biggest challenge today with decentralized pictures? And as you shout out to the fans who are listening on this podcast today, how would you like them to support you? What is it that you want them to do? What are the action steps you'd like to see happen? Uh, join our Discord community, um, you know, learn, figure out if it's something you want to help with uh, in terms of our mission to, to discover great talent. You can do so by signing up for free at app.decentralized.pictures, creating an account um, and just go in and, and check out people's work. If it's something you like, you can vote on it and, and that will help that filmmaker um, build a constituency behind their project and you know potentially get support and financing from the foundation. So uh, if, if you're a fan of film and, and you think you could you know help be an exec studio executive because everyone essentially gets to wear that hat in the platform. Uh, please feel free to join. Mike? Yeah. <clears throat> and for doing all of that, it, you can earn some film credits and um, and um, other people might want to buy them from you. So um, I would also, I I think Leo said it all. I, you know, we want people to come and join our community, engage, uh, check out the work, get fired up about it. You love it. You hate it. Uh, tell us your opinion share it with, with the community. If other people agree, they'll upvote you. You get a bigger share of the award. And um, yeah, we just want to create a, a community around the, the, the filmmakers and the potential projects and great content that could come out. Wonderful. Thank you both. Um, if When you're listening here, just go to decentralized.pictures. Look at the team. They have a wonderful board here supporting the creator economy, creating great content. Uh, we all live by content entertainment news. Um, so uh, support support decentralized pictures uh, 5013 doing great jobs uh, helping creators create and viewers enjoy uh, thank you so much you, for, to the both of you for joining us today uh, this is Karim Nirani at Link2 looking at technology uh, DeFi decentralization blockchain uh, trying to change the world and understand where we're all going thank you so much thank, thank you for you. having us thank you Did we cover what you wanted to cover? I, I, I think we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it was great. I, yeah. I, I thought we touched on some good points. I mean, obviously there's, it, you can dive so deep down the rabbit hole and get into the, you know, weighted variables and the algorithm and what's more important um, right. in terms of, you know, user reputation versus stake versus timing versus confidence. Like there's all of these interesting things and how you sort reviews you know we we don't want to um popularize the the certain ones i mean there's just so many aspects of how we make this system as fair as it can be um so I, i'd love to i mean that's a long conversation because there's just you know an argument for sorting reviews with the most popular on top and there's an argument to sorting them um just in in chronological order as they come in uh and um you know but then certain things can, can push certain ones down that should have more exposure. And, and so there's uh, such interesting, I guess, problems to solve with, with regards to how do you make it truly decentralized? Because you don't want to popularize certain reviews because then there's this sort of like, are you, you just recreating what's already existing, right? Like you want to. Um, and, and so anyway, my point is we want to uh, we had to start somewhere. And we're going to rely on the community to help us make it better over time. And, and we really are going to focus on 
community, uh, community engagement and community um, voting on, on improvements in protocol up, upgrades. So actually in the protocol itself, you can, as, as a node operator, you can flag for certain upgrades uh, that you want to support or don't want to support and, and things like that. But we want to bring that to, to the curation level as well for, for content. I, I think the important thing was to hit the overview and uh, of what it does and our mission. And I, we did it. I think we did very well at that. Um, that would have been one thing to, to call, what do you want to tell the fans also come to the platform and give us feedback on it so that we can help to, to evolve it and, and, and help it achieve its mission better. But, but I think that was great. So, so, um, Leo and Mike don't know that we're still recording this. That was the ad lib after the podcast where you find the real information <laughs> when everyone's a little bit relaxed, they've had their coffee and they've actually told us what they want to achieve. So listen for the next three minutes after the official end of the podcast to really learn what we need to do. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank guys. you. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Head into your local Safeway for great spring savings throughout the store. This week at Safeway, get yellow peaches or nectarines for the member price of $1.88 per pound. Also this week at Safeway, value packs of Signature Farms chicken drumsticks, thighs, leg quarters, or picnic packs are buy one, get one free. Plus, get value packs of USDA choice boneless beef top sirloin steak for the member price of $4.99 per pound. Visit Safeway.com, download the Safeway for you app, or head in store to find more great deals at Safeway.